0: WiFA Waves is sponsored by WIFA Accelerator, an education hub to amplify your career. Shop the hub or explore our persona pathways to find all the ways that you can accelerate your career trajectory and make meaningful partnerships along the way. We want to help you crush your near and long-term goals. So collaborate with us over at womeninfitness.org backslash accelerate. Hello, I am Lindsay Rainwater, founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness
1: Association. And I'm Morgan Toye, director of all things WEFA, and this is WEFA, Wefa Waves. Waves. The Sound Waves
0: of Your Career. A podcast devoted to supporting the who, what, and how of
1: your career trajectory. We got you. Let's ride these waves together. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Ms. Suad Godban is a leading fitness and health expert and the creator of Hot Booty Ballet, Montreal's hottest workout. She has over 20 years of teaching experience, training experience, including dance, gymnastics, circus, as well as she's a world dance and sports aerobics champion. She's a fitness correspondent for Global TV Montreal and has been with Les, Brands, Ballet, Canadian, The Huffington Post, TVA, and many, many more. Always, she's at the forefront of creativity and trendsetting. She launched the hot and sought-after boot. 2019 to ensure that instructors and studios had continual access to fresh movement and training ideas. The HBB virtual studio houses the community of fabulous fitness pros who can deliver the program in person, outdoors, and thanks to Ballet by Water Virtual all over the world. As a motivator and a role model, Suad's passion, personality, and unique energetic style of teaching allows her to connect easily with people, bringing out the very best in every individual, helping them go beyond their personal goals. Welcome to WeFA Waves.
2: Oh my God. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> what, a, what an introduction. Thank you so- so much. That's very kind of you.
0: Yeah, we're so grateful to have you on the show today. And I want to know, and let's tell our listeners first and foremost, what's your WEFA story? How did you find out about the Women in Fitness Association? And what's your favorite memory being a part of the association?
2: Uh, I got to tell you, uh, it was at San Diego, the Ideal World Convention in San Diego, and my friend Natalie Lacombe and Maureen Hagen, they sent me an invitation to come for an early morning walk with the WIFA woman. If you know me, you know that (laughs) waking up early is not necessarily my forte. I love to work out all day. I like to stay out at night. I like to socialize, and especially at conferences. So it was a little hard, and I remember that morning contemplating at 5 a.m. whether I should get out of bed or not, and I'm so, so happy and glad that I did grabbed my coffee and went to meet everybody at the hotel lounge. And we went for a nice, beautiful stroll. And I was like, who's this association? Like who put this together? I was very intrigued. Uh, While we were walking, I was having like conversation about the fitness industry with Emma Berry. Uh, There was a bunch of female fitness leaders just there walking and giving us advice and talking to different fitness instructors and different leaders about different subjects. And I thought it was so cool that it wasn't like a round table discussion, but it was an early morning walk where we had our coffees together and we encouraged each other and we actually started the day on a good note. So that is my Reefa story. That's my favorite story because that's how I came about. With WIFA. And I remember my entire life, as I was telling you, Lindsay, my entire life, I've always, always looked for an association like WIFA. I come from Montreal, Canada, where, you know, there is fitness, there is sports, but there's not necessarily leading role models. And I've been always craving more knowledge whether it's in the finance of fitness whether it's in marketing of fitness whether it's expansion franchising i wanted to learn and when i found the wef association it was like honestly a dream come true for me and i've been hooked ever since i tell everybody about it i am there for every event and you guys can count me in for the rest of my life so <laughs> thank you so much for creating it You're
1: so sweet. You are. That is true. Mm
2: -hmm. Swad
1: is on every webinar. She's on (laughs) every call. I love it so much. You are a loyal, loyal WIFA member.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: Well, tell us a little bit about your childhood and maybe a memory that you have that really mirrors um, who you are and some of your actions
2: today. Well, it's funny because i i was preparing for another interview and everyone's like well how did you get so successful or how did you get on tv a lot of people don't see the hard work or the sacrifice or you know what you had to do for years before you get to where you are so i think it's important to talk about it just to see how you got where you are today from all the experiences in your past. In my life, believe it or not, I come from a Muslim-Arabic family, which are very religious, (laughs) except me, of course. (laughs) I ended up being a professional dancer, and I moved to uh, Las Vegas. I was living in Las Vegas, I was performing, and then I moved to LA and New York, and I was really, really, really into everything that is dance, circus, fitness, performance, I love that. And one of my fondest memories is when I was younger, I used to beg my family to put me in competitive dance teams or let me travel the world. And for them, you know, it's just their culture. For them, dance and fitness was more of a hobby, not necessarily a profession, which we used to hear that a lot before, where now we know that you can definitely have a beautiful professional uh, career in fitness and dance. So I think the one of the most important and memorable experience in my life was when I was 16 years old and I couldn't make it to the world championships because I didn't have the money and my family just couldn't support it we were five children and one of my teammates mother on a morning walk one day she found an envelope on the floor on the street with a thousand five hundred dollars cash and she took that money and gave it to the the dance studio director to pay for my competition fees and to travel it was in miami and that year at that competition i had won the world hip hop championship and the World Sport Aerobic Championship. And I was like the only female in the world to win both events at the same venue. And I'll never forget that. Because if it wasn't for someone's kindness or generosity or love, I couldn't use those titles to get to where I am today.
0: Wow. What a powerful story. Just to, And I'm sure instilled a conscious of reciprocity for you that you... Always will have.
2: Oh, of course. And I always give back because I know how that is. And sometimes you don't have to give financially. Sometimes it's just believing in somebody's dream or recognizing something that, you know, their family or their friends or their husband may not recognize. It's very important to give that to that person, whether it's love, support, or financials, you know?
0: Mm, wow. Well, tell us something about you. That we can't Google or that's not in your bio.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Well, exactly. I would love, I think that the number one thing that people are very taken aback when they see me, let's like, say, at the mall with my mother, is my mother has a hijab. She's very Muslim, but I'll be like next to her with a booty short, you know? So <laughs> I think that's cool and different that you're able to have different beliefs within your family without creating conflict. So that's one thing. I am a Muslim Arabic, you know, by my family, by my trade. But another thing that people don't really know about me is that I was a World Hip Hop Championship. I was a World Sport Aerobic Championship. I was actually acclaimed by Queen Rania of Queen of Jordan as a fitness personality who is making change around the world because I'm inviting the Arabic community to work out. I am inviting the Arabic girls to get up on stage, get in front of the TV and pursue their passion and their dream because in our culture, that is such a far-fetched thing. So I'm constantly involved uh, whether it's the refugees or any type of female that feels like they don't have the family support i'm always the first one to say come i'll train you come i'll give you a job i'll give you a class i'll give you something so that's really something that i'm proud of that i'm always 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 willing to help the least fortunate or the people that don't have support and one last thing that most people don't know is i actually choreographed um a dance fashion show for the king of Belgium. So So I've worked with different personalities. I've worked with different, you know, I'm not like venting on social media or online. I think that you should take your experiences in life and give back and put forward what's important, the lessons that you've learned and not so much just like look at me, you know?
1: That's so incredible, wow. I'm so grateful for you and doing that work because, yeah, that's definitely a culture that you get to embrace. And that's really amazing.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. It's difficult when you're young. It's easier when you're older. And I think we need role role models. I know you have Nelly also a TAR in um, the Middle East, which I was like, yes. (laughs) <laughs> Another we've a sister in the Middle East. I think we need to open the conversation also in communities that are scared, afraid, or not open yet. You know.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and share the sisterhood, right?
2: Yes, ma'am. You already know. I love it.
1: What um What was your first job, and what it what did it teach you that you still hold today?
2: Uh, you know, my first job, believe it or not, I worked at Subway. I love Subway. <laughs> so I walked in at 13 years old. I was like, yeah, I'm 16 and blah, blah, blah. And they gave me the job. Subway was probably the best, best school for me because everything was about dealing with people. You are serving different clients, different personalities, different characters. And that is very important when you are in the fitness world or the business world is knowing that people's personality and characters are different and you have to deal with uh, issues, concerns, all differently another thing that subway really taught me was about everything about preparing in the morning taking in the orders and deliveries uh making sure that you know all the the cash the money is all closed that you're dropping uh the money at the bank that all all of it was so important at 13 years old i was opening the restaurant i was cleaning the restaurants i was making deposits i was cleaning the bathrooms i was And I just, until today, I do the same thing at the gym where I work. I come in, I open, I check the cash register, I make sure everything is set. I talk to different clients that have any questions or concerns or anything. So it taught me a lot of actions and tasks that actually still apply to my role today as a fitness director at a health club. So I'm very thankful for Subway because I've learned a lot of the life skills on my first job right there.
0: I can relate so much to what you're saying specifically with like the restaurant industry or service, whether it's scrubbing toilets, waking up in the middle of the night to open the store. I just, I think that the, I'm with you. I use skills. I worked in a coffee shop for years and years and years, and I use so many of those skills every day.
2: And it's funny because they're not skills people necessarily see, but these Mm -hmm. are embedded in your personality in your Mm -hmm. work
0: Mm Mhm. It's like a work ethic, component, and it's so. In your career, then, what were some of like the one to three highlights for you personally?
2: I have to tell you, one of the biggest highlight of my life was working at the top Canadian fitness health club. So it's called uh, Club Sportif MAA, and it was such I applied. I think ten times. And every time I didn't get an answer back, nobody would you know, let me know anything, I would show up. The fitness director was not there. I had to come back. I applied over 10 times, and I think I showed up 20 times. And one day, the fitness director, the health club director was there, and she said, I respect your tenacity. I respect that you did not take no for an answer, that you showed up every single time until you met with me. And I got the job right away. That had changed my entire life because working at a, a huge Canadian recognized facility where they had won the first Stanley Cup. Uh, we had all the Olympic teams trained there. We had celebrities like Beyonce and Janet come rehearse in our uh, dance studios. It really took me and put me on a platform where, okay, this girl is part of this team and they only have the top instructors in the city. So I'm very thankful for working at the Sportif um, MAA for 10 years and a lot of the gigs I got in my life was because of that another one that I'm really proud of is my TV fitness segment on global Montreal it's been eight years that I'm bringing fresh ideas fresh workouts to the audience and I remember in the beginning they were asking me well why don't you just show a couple of workout moves and I was like no I want to showcase different health uh, professionals different workout programs I wanted to put forefront and use the stage and the audience that I had on TV to help support motivate and encourage my industry because I knew if my industry was doing well then I would do well but just going on TV and doing basic workouts and talking about myself I would have not lasted eight years
1: wow I want a resume, honestly, <laughs> but just some incredible highlights that I didn't know about you. So it was really fun to hear.
2: Thank you. You're so sweet. That's why we're doing this. I know a lot of people, you know, people ask me, when are you going to write your tell-all, tell-all? Because there's a lot that people don't know about me. So I'm really glad and I'm thankful for you guys for inviting me on the podcast today because I feel like I'm giving people a little bit of a glimpse of my bio and everything. People think that success is easy, but they never really see all the hard work and everything you had to do and put forward to make your dreams come true
1: yeah most definitely and i want to highlight just the you going back and you know for um the top canadian fitness health club and you know what and it just a great story and testimony to share with others that just because you know it's no this time doesn't mean that it's no forever so to continue to pursue if it's something that you wholeheartedly and it feels so good in your body that you want to just
2: continue to go after it I love when people tell me no because then it's a little bit of a challenge I'm like well (laughs) and change their mind or oh we can or there's no I'm like well how can I it just gives me a little bit of a boost because you know if you don't give people a reason to hire you or involve you or they're always going to say no but you have to keep pushing for your dreams because nobody else is going to push for you
1: Mm. yes Uh, tell us about hot booty ballet and what drove you to create it and just a little bit more about it
2: Hot Booty Ballet is my baby. If you don't know what it is, I highly recommend you Google it. Hot Booty Ballet actually came about from, I would say, one of the most tragic moments of my life. Um, Seven years ago, I was at my peak. I was, what, 26, 27? I was performing i was traveling the world i was doing broadway shows i were working for circus companies i i was doing everything i was young fresh and dynamic and one day i was just training a client i swear to god Morgan, all I did was like, just twist my hip to the right, you know, people think it was like a huge (laughs) backflip. It was just like a leg switch, a little hip sway to the side, and I completely tore my groin. And I don't know if you know that feeling, but that feeling, it's like somebody just stabbed you in your groin. You know, you just, you fall to your knees and you can't stand up. You can't even walk because you can't put any weight on that leg. So go to the osteo, go to the physio, go to the doctor, get the x-rays, blah, 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 that's it. Your groin is torn. You cannot walk on it. You need three months of wheelchair, another three months of crutches, another three, four months of pains. It was never ending therapy. And at that time, you can only imagine, I was at the peak of my career, and all of a sudden, everything has come to a halt so while i was in the physio and i love the story because it was so funny how something so great has come out of something so tragic but it took like seven eight years for it to bloom to what it is today so as i was at the physio office they kept giving me workouts and exercises with the mini band eight years ago i don't know if you know (laughs) Lindsay and morgan the mini bands were not as popular you know Mm -hmm. what i mean It was more step, uh, it was more bosu, ball, trampoline, but people were not using the mini band the way today it is super popular. Everybody has one with them, you know? So I started doing They're like, okay, walk side to side or stretch your leg back. Okay, we're going to reinforce your butt, reinforce your hips, reinforce your groin, reinforce... And then one day I'm like, okay, you guys, this is so boring. Like I'm a dancer. Like I, so I started like walking side to side with the mini band, but you know, doing a little bit of jazz hands with it, <laughs> or, or like doing my kickbacks, but going up on relevé and doing my ballet techniques with it. And I remember the physio being like, oh my god, that is so awesome. I'm like, listen. I want to dance, you want me to do my rehab exercises, I'm gonna combine them together. And then let's say I started working on it, by that time I had hundreds and hundreds of dance mini band moves because I was doing them every day in my physio office. And then when I was healed uh, and everything was doing well, I started teaching again and I started incorporating these movements in my workout. And people loved it. I wanted to call it hot booty, but then a lot of people was like, oh, your arms, uh, you know, they remind me of ballet. You're so graceful, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? Hot booty ballet. Now, five, six years later, we have 135 instructors certified, and we only started the certification two years ago. We have 40 uh, studios that offer it. We also have about 5,000 students, and this is just in Montreal, that do the workout every week, and then we have over 2-3,000 members online that either are members to our Hot Booty Ballet online studio, or do live classes with us, or do the outdoor version of Hot Booty Ballet, which is called Ballet by the Water. So people just fell in love with it the same way I fell in love with it. It helped me get better that's why i love the workout people say why do you love your programs a lot of people you know they create programs they get fed up or tired of it but i don't because this program is the reason i'm still healthy today because hot booty ballet is a rehabilitation workout. So we work a lot with dancers or gymnasts or even dragon boat athletes that are injured and we help them rehabilitate with the hot booty ballet techniques and method. We also do workouts. Everybody that wants to build a booty, shape a booty, sculpt a booty, it helps. And prevention. So people are like, that is so awesome that all these three components are in one program it is it is prevention rehabilitation and an actual workout so what happened seniors started loving it we have senior groups before corona that used to do it in church basement you believe that? <laughs> it's called the Hot Booty Ballet. <laughs> you have these uh, church sisters that are doing it. We also had a lot, a lot of the pregnant community, uh, postpartum. Like just now I finished teaching a class and I had three, four pregnant girls. It is so prego friendly that a lot of the girls that are pregnant love it, love it, love it. And the last thing I'm gonna tell you about my baby, the hot booty ballet, that is super awesome that I think is really cool is when I was injured and I started exercising again I couldn't do an hour of boot camp I couldn't do an hour of spinning I couldn't do an hour of yoga I don't know if you girls ever got an injury but it is uh, you always feel like you can't keep up with everybody in the class so I was like why is there not a workout anywhere in the world that is one song conditioning one sound cardio and one song stretch so that you don't have to go to a boot camp class and to a spinning class and to a yoga class who has time for all that so the concept and the recipe of hot booty ballet is cardio conditioning stretch cardio conditioning stretch and people love it because they feel like they get all the three components of fitness in a one-hour workout or a 30-minute workout. So that's really why I love it. It's just, it has saved me. And you know what? People feel good about it because we always say it's a ballet inspired booty workout. It's a booty workout. It's ballet inspired, but it's a booty workout. It's not bar. A lot of people ask me if it's bar. It's not bar. (laughs) You got to try it. And now, Lindsay, more than ever we are growing, even especially during COVID. We have phone calls from every studio around the world because guess what? The equipment doesn't need to be shared. You can disinfect it super easily even if though you were providing the equipment. And you can train people from beginner to advanced in the same classroom or in the same workout and the only thing that changes is the color, the type of resistance band, or how many resistance band. So we have professional athletes doing it with seniors, but they all feel capable of doing it at their own level. And the only thing that changes is the type of resistance, whether you take a heavy or a light one, and the number of resistance band you put on. So I love that. I, I really never felt good going to a classes that it was too challenging or too easy. Like if it's too easy, can I do something, you know? So that's really, what hot booty ballet and it empowers women you should see them they feel great they have their mini bands they have their names on it oh i I just finished teaching a class and you can feel the energy in the room it's incredible oh
0: the energy vibing off you right now i'm ready to shake my booty and who doesn't smile (laughs) the whole time they're dancing like i don't know you can't help but be happy when you're doing workouts like that so thank you i and i love too that You know, so many things in the world that, you know, change the world come from a place of creativity inside of your own need. And I love that you were in PT, you know, bringing your best self to your rehab on your, you know, your groin injury. And then the next thing you know, it gives birth to this incredible program. So good on you. How amazing.
2: Thank you, thank you. I know I never thought back then when I started doing this that we would be here today and still expanding. Every year, uh, crazy, crazy. So thank you for that. And you know what? When We always say Hot Booty Ballet is also for instructor, by instructors. Instructors Mm -hmm. love the program because it is for them first and foremost. A lot of time as instructors, we just have to give, 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 and we never get. So this program gives the instructor a moment to breathe and stretch for themselves and a moment to feel beautiful and talented. And, you know, just the feeling of feeling good is such a great and strong vibration. In your soul and in your classroom, you know.
1: Well, and, and uh, go ahead, Morgan. <laughs> I was just gonna say I've taken her class when Swad did um, WIFA Week, and holy cow! A, it was like I don't think I've ever sweat that much, and it's not like I was in a heated yoga room or something like that. I was sweating so much. But having so much fun, I was laughing and smiling the whole time. And, you know, it didn't feel like a workout. But once you were finished, you were like, holy cow.
2: And, you know, I love the feeling that everybody feels capable of doing it. You know what I mean? Like everybody can do it at their own level. You never feel like you're not good enough. And that's feeling mm-hmm. that keeps people away from fitness a lot of the time.
0: Hmm. Well, and a huge gateway that you gave your community out of the gate was the virtual component way before it was necessity. So tell us a little bit about, you know, you've been a virtual fitness pioneer for years. So what are you doing? You know, tell us a little bit about that pioneering, but then also what are you doing now, now that so many virtual to stand out?
2: You know, it's, it's funny you say that because if we were having this conversation last year or two years ago you would probably be laughing at me being like why don't you open a brick and mortar why don't you i think i've heard that a hundred times why don't you open a brick and mortar and for me it was always virtual and the number one reason why i got online virtual before many of the health clubs or the programs was because a lot of my clients used to come and study in Montreal at McGill or some of the big universities. And once they were done, they would travel back home. So I would have clients in Dubai, clients in China, clients in the States and They've always felt like, oh my God, Swad, we don't want to lose you once we're gone. How can we have access to you and your workouts and your trainings and your program? And so I had them in the back of my mind because don't forget every year I would lose about, let's say, I would say 50 to 100 girls that would graduate university And just go back home and my heart would break for them because they would always write me and say we haven't found a program like hot booty ballet where can we have access to you can you just film something on your phone and send it to us and i was like you know what guys we need to start an online studio now i'm going to be very honest with you it wasn't easy okay (laughs) because I'm a fitness professional, I am not a tech professional, but you need to get started so that you can also learn. I surrounded myself with the right team. We have made mistakes, we have learned from our mistakes, and we have moved forward. We were uh, shooting workouts like from my house, from the park, Uh, we would travel to Mexico and do it on the beach and let me tell you you it sounds great to go shoot workouts on the beach until you step on the sand and you're sinking in this so there's so much learning with the online studio platform and everything from do you put it on vimeo do you put it on youtube which processing payment system do you use how do people register the backends, the refunds oh my god let me tell you it has been two years and i have learned i was just telling maureen i'm like i can do a webinar on how to create an online studio from scratch because i have gone through it and it's really crazy when COVID hit Everybody threw themselves onto the online platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. But we were already there. We were already ready. We already had content. We already had payment systems in place. So it really took off. Another thing that really made us successful on the online platform was that we were recognized and backed and appreciated by doctors around the world. When this whole, whole COVID hit, We didn't hesitate. On the first day, I'd say March 15, 16, we gave access to our platform for free for every doctor in the world because we knew if there's anybody that needed to stay healthy was our healthcare professionals. So we offered the platform for free for doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals and they loved it because they would bring their mini bands to the hospital or they would log themselves in the kitchen or in a room and do the workouts and that's what was so amazing about the Happy Valley online studio is that you don't need a lot of space and you don't need a lot of equipment you can do it with a mini band or without a mini band now today Let's say six months later, everybody's online, right? Every studio, every company, every brand, everybody is online. So how do you do to really distinguish yourself from everybody else? I think what we offer as the mini band workout, yes, there's mini bands workouts on different platforms, but are there people dancing with mini bands? No now a lot of our clients yes they have a membership on our online platform but it doesn't mean they don't have memberships on other it's the same way as saying that someone who loves soul cycle can also go to a yoga center can also go to a bar center or a bar studio it doesn't mean that it is the sole online platform that they use. But we know that they are using that platform at least two to three times a week. Now, some of the most successful things that we put out there that I recommend and I continue doing are challenges. 21 day challenge of 21 minute or seven day challenge or 14 day challenge. These are the things that people love because it gives them a start date and end date. And then we give them the recipes and the menus. and you know, journaling and access to a private Facebook group and you know a lot of these girls become real friends in real life the community is very very important and it's not just always me I have a bunch of instructors that I always put at the forefront and you know what you may like me you may like another instructor so a lot of what we are doing that's making our platform very successful a it's affordable b you don't need a lot of space or equipment and see it is highly recommended by healthcare professionals so that's really what what i would say has made us stand out
1: that's incredible and what an awesome thing to do for those doctors and it's true you know you really can do it from anywhere and you don't have to have bands or you can you know use your own equipment it's so nice to do a workout that you don't feel like you have to make a huge investment in um, the equipment side, just to even get started,
2: exactly, and especially right now when it COVID hit, you couldn't get equipment anywhere. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> Literally, that is the truth.
2: <laughs> I heard about your Peloton. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, of course, I had to get the Peloton. But man, like you, I mean, my husband was trying to order weights, and it was like pretty much impossible to get weights. And I mean, great for the equipment companies, but um, but you see. About-
2: get mini bands anywhere in the world that is right <laughs> That's a-
1: yeah exactly well speaking of you know covid and this crazy year that 2020 has been um the fitness industry has taken a hard hit but it's also had a lot of changes and people are moving and grooving pretty fast to adjust with the world What's something that you're excited to see that the industry is moving towards?
2: You know, I I was talking to somebody about this. I am super excited to have a governing body, to have associations like WIFA, to have girls like you. We need to get together because it's really ironic as fitness professionals, we're always surrounded by so many clients and members and people who love us and staff, but we're not always gathered together or sharing together. And there was really not much platforms before WIFA was created where you can talk to females that are in the industry at that caliber. And I think since COVID hit, a lot more fitness professionals feel the need to connect with other fitness professionals. So I'm really excited to see associations like WEFA flourish and grow and gather these powerhouses under one roof. That is like my dream and it is coming true. And you guys were right before you guys created WIFA just before COVID too, and look how big it is now because people feel the need to be supported and encouraged and motivated by one another. We are learning from one another. Another thing I would love to see is also the government taking fitness more seriously. I was talking to a friend and she's um, she was in Turkey during COVID and she said, uh, you know, they had, uh, publicities and marketing and ads all over. Don't forget to exercise. Don't forget to eat your fruits and vegetables. But when it comes to the States and Canada, there is not one leader who has told us to exercise and eat well they're just waiting on a vaccine or this or that but why aren't we talking about health and fitness so we need to put our foot down and be heard whether it's at parliament or you know lobbying for health and wellness this is no longer something that is just for fun or maybe 10 15% of the population are doing this is something that we all need to do is take care of our health and take care of our well-being and make sure that our government and make sure that our representative are also sending that message to the community, get up, get moving and get healthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is kind of where I want to see it go. It's not no more uh, push-ups and sit-ups and, oh, how do we get 80% of the community to moving? Like there is no more choices. We should all be moving. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, snap, snap, snap. I couldn't agree more. And it- the thing is, is that you can just go for a walk around your block if you're not moving every day right now and you're worried about going from sedentary to movement, just start by moving a little bit every day and add to it. So I, I'm i so appreciative that you raised that. And also the the camaraderie that we find amongst WIFA, you're absolutely right. You know, prior to the launch of the association in 2017, there was not... A group in the fitness industry where women were coming together specifically to help one another succeed. And I think more than ever, that is what we need to move forward together
2: absolutely and you guys are doing such a great job at connecting like with the with the woman mentorship and all the oh my god the webinars you guys have created and all the amazing stuff that you put forward and i know it's a lot of work and it's a lot of energy and you guys are pouring your heart and soul so that we feel like we are part of something bigger than ourselves thank you for saying that you're welcome <laughs> yes
1: snaps, yes. definitely um
0: Snap, snap, snap. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. one of our favorite things to do is to finish up the interview with some rapid-fire questions. So we'll we'll ask you a question, first thing you think of, spit it out. Morgan and I will go back and forth. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, so what is the TV show that you're watching right now? Dynasty. (laughs) Oh, I finished that a while ago. So good. I'm waiting on the next one. (laughs) Okay.
1: You've done a ton of traveling, but what is a place that you haven't been to that you would like to travel to?
2: Italy. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, I want to go there.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite song right now?
2: Uh uh ride it, ride it. I'm on the floor, ride it. <laughs> <My favorite. laughs> oh my
1: gosh, that's awesome. What is your favorite word?
2: Word I would say brave.
0: What are you reading right now?
2: Uh what is it called? Um the Tao of Health and Wellness. Mm. Oh cool. Stop. Uh-huh. Uh, I like to see what different people are doing for their health and wellness from different perspective or religion or cultures or I like that.
1: Amazing. Well, the last one we'll end with is um, what is a favorite beauty tip of yours or something that you can do for free?
2: (laughs) Well, drink water, but my favorite is hanging upside down. So just letting all that tension get off your feet and putting your body upside down, whether it's a headstand or sometimes I just go to the edge of my bed and I arch my back and I lift my legs. I love being upside down because it just gives you a different perspective of life. That's so cool. I love
0: that. Such a good one. Yeah. Yes. I know, Thank you for right? The reminder.
2: I'm like, all right. I like yeah, my upside down every day, and it really just brings the blood back to my brain. You know.
1: Yes. Mm. Oof. amazing. well tell everyone where they can find you um instagram linkedin whatever your um website how can people get in touch with you
2: they can always find us at hotbootyballet.com. That's really the brand. They can find me at Suad S-U-A-A-D, Fitness on Instagram or Hot Booty Ballet on Instagram, on Facebook. And I really invite any instructor that is listening to this podcast today that is a little bit confused and not sure where they're going to stick with it. You guys have got this. And if you're interested in getting certified in hot booty ballet and bringing something new, cool and exciting to your community, to your health club and to your members, I invite you to check our online teacher training. You can do it from anywhere, anytime, and we are there to support you, encourage you. I want our industry to grow and flourish. So if there's anything I can help you with, please reach out without hesitation.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, and um, we appreciate you so much.
2: Thank you, ladies. You guys are awesome, and thank you, WIFA guys. Check them out if you haven't. They have tons of amazing, amazing information, knowledge, webinar, mentorship, and if you're thinking about it, well, this is the time for you guys to register, so take it from a very happy, happy, happy member.
1: (laughs) You're the sweetest. Thank you for that plug. (laughs)
2: girls. <laughs>